In the name of Jesus, amen. So this sermon might have the best ending you have ever heard. Back when I was little, growing up at our house, we would take a day, usually after Thanksgiving, when we would get all of the Christmas decorations in place. Now that process started with getting the tree up in the appropriate spot in the living room. And when we were really little, we tended to go out to the Christmas tree farms, places where we could go hunt for the tree, take it, put it on the car, drive it home, all that good stuff. But at some point along the way, my parents decided that a quality artificial tree that we got at a post-Christmas sale uh, was the best long-term investment. So once that tree was in place, we would then move on to the second step of the process, going through and unboxing boxes upon boxes of Christmas decorations, garlands, nativity sets, all kinds of Christmas knickknacks that my mother had so carefully packed away the past year. So Christmas music would be playing throughout the house and we would go from room to room, putting everything in its proper place. And then finally, when all those things were done and everything was squared away, we were set. The house was transformed. We were ready and Christmas could come. Now over the weeks that followed, I would watch as gifts started to show up underneath the tree. I would carefully watch for ones particularly that had my name on them. And I would try to guess as I looked at all those beautiful wrapping papers or gift bags and foils and all those things, just what it was that was behind that wrapping paper. And like many kids, I would occasionally shake, the, just shake it a little bit to see if that might help me figure out what was hiding there, waiting for the grand opening on Christmas morning. Now, I remember some years when my parents did such a good job of wrapping the gifts or hiding them in the boxes that I could not figure out what was in them. I was both frustrated and excited, wondering about what was coming. Have you ever felt such anticipation? Now this one time, no, you don't need to hear that. That's, anticipation can be a welcome sensation, particularly in the time and place that we live in when so much is available to us on demand. Having to wait for something or someone to arrive or looking forward to something that can't or won't happen just yet can be really a change of pace for most of us. There's a flip side to anticipation though, dread. You might know that something is coming. Something is coming. Something out there at some point on the future is on its way towards you, but you really wouldn't mind if it got lost on the way. People dread that which brings worry or concern, fear or pain, sadness, the bad stuff. So in these days of swift medical testing and 24-7 on-demand news briefings, you don't have to search very far to find the bad stuff to dread. Wars, 
and rumors of wars are commonplace. You might look for signs of things to come, but won't they just bring more to dread? Our gospel text today from Mark chapter 13 might seem a little bit odd for this new season of Advent, which begins today. Here Jesus is with his disciples in the days before he is delivered up to suffering and death. He's speaking to them about the end times, about tribulation and judgment. He's telling them to stay alert. He's telling them to be ready. And he uses this illustration of a fig tree. Now, in these days before Passover in Jerusalem, chances are the fig trees were starting to shoot out leaves from their branches. Disciples might have even seen them as they were walking around with Jesus. They could look and see the sign and know what it means that summer and the season and everything that comes with it is on its way. To what are you looking ahead? In these days at the start of Advent, you might be thinking about how to get ready for Christmas and everything that comes along with it. And Advent is indeed a time of preparation for Christmas. We remember that God himself set aside his power and glory and came down to be born as a human being. But Advent isn't Christmas. It's a time for watching. It's a time for waiting. It's a time for anticipation. God promised his people that he would send a savior to deal with all the worry and concern, all the fear and pain, all the sadness of our broken world. And Jesus fulfills God's promise to his people. Jesus came to be with us to take all of those burdens, all the brokenness, that our sin has caused, and to take it to the cross. And while we still feel the consequences of our brokenness, Jesus broke the power that sin and death held over us. You don't have to dread what is to come, because our risen Lord has promised to be with you each and every day, every step of the way, to the end of this age and beyond. During the time of Advent, we make ready to celebrate the arrival of God the Son in human flesh and bone. We remember what he has done to deliver us from the power of sin by becoming one of us. And we are looking ahead to the great day when Jesus the Christ returns in his power and a glory and authority. Advent is a season to remember that Jesus comes to be with us. It is a season for anticipation. Christmas is coming. But make no mistake, Jesus is with us even now. He's here now as we gather together as his people in his name to hear and live in his word of life. He's here for you whenever you gather around his altar to receive his holy and body his holy body and blood to strengthen you to go out as you wait and you watch. And Jesus will also return. Jesus called his disciples to stay awake, to be alert, to be ready for what was to come. 
This weekend, we get to sing one of my favorite Advent hymns, My Lord, What a Morning. It's a hymn of anticipation that remembers Jesus' words that he gave to his disciples that we heard here in Mark 13. But in those days, after that tribulation, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not give its light, and the stars will be falling from heaven, and the powers in the heavens will be shaken. And then they will see the Son of Man coming in clouds with great power and glory. Then he will send out the angels and gather his elect from the four winds, from the ends of the earth to the ends of heaven. As God's people in Christ, you get to look ahead to Jesus coming to be with us again. The great day of the Lord when he forever takes away all of those things that would cause us dread. Can you imagine what it'll be like? Because it'll be here before you know it. Here at St. John's, our sanctuary is decked out with all of these beautiful Advent decorations, the garlands, the wreaths, the banners, the pyramids, the vestments. And in our communities, people are putting up Christmas decorations in homes and offices and shopping malls and supermarkets. And you know what? That's not a bad thing. Because even though some of these displays might be put out in support of crass commercialism, they still can serve as a sign to point to what's to come. So when you see a Christmas tree or a Christmas wreath or notice a stylized Christmassy image in a window or on an ad, take a breath. Remember that the signs point to what is to come, to who is coming. Let the signs of the season serve as a reminder of what you can anticipate as you wait and watch for our Lord to be with us. Now, if you'll recall, I said that this sermon might have the best ending that you had ever heard. Well, sometimes reality falls short of what we are anticipating. But you can trust that God will keep his promise, and that is what this season of anticipation is all about. Advent is here. The Christ is on his way. Jesus comes to be with us. Hallelujah. Amen.